Brandon, yeah. Brandon, I yeah. just I looked in the cupboard and did you eat like 45 cans of tuna last week? Because we've been down here for maybe 18, 19 months and there's no more tuna. You know, I haven't really been counting my tuna consumption. It just kind of happens. The world is on fire up there. We haven't seen the surface in months and we didn't bring a lot of food down here we should have probably brought some more shit but that was the last can that was the last can we have no food all the cupboards are empty what are we gonna do well that gives us incentive to go out there and hunt a few dogs i don't know if the nuclear reactor's still going off and you don't know what's going on after you know what happened it'll be a, an atomic canine barbecue I'm gonna st I'm gonna eat your left foot before we go to the surface again. You could start with the left toes, but that's all you're getting. Give me your toes. Let me suck on your toes. Suck on these toes. Would you like some barbecue sauce with that? You've been hoarding barbecue sauce. And that's how I eat my tuna. Welcome to We're Doom Podcast. My name's Brandon McIntosh. I love eating tuna fish. And I'm here with my co-host, Tyler Shaftsman. Hello, Brandon. Yeah, that was good. That was a good intro we did there. Very entertaining. I like More what, sketches. I think we missed doing sketch comedy a bit. I like what you did last week where you made our voices sound like we were actually robots eating batteries. Eating bats. It's what robots do, right? That's how they stay alive. According to 80s movies. I don't know. There was a lot of good robot movies in the 80s. Like, do you remember Short Circuit? Yeah, that's the only one. No, no. There's, uh, there was one with the word battery. Battery's not included. Battery's not included, I do remember. I actually, I, I was like, actually, I just watched that like a week ago, and I hadn't seen it since <laughs> I was a kid. Where did you watch? It was, it, on, was it, it was on basic cable television. I watched like maybe yeah. 25 minutes of it with my dad, but he was watching it. I was like, what is this movie? I remember it. He's like, yeah, that's definitely a movie I forgot about since I watched it they're like, when it, I was a they're kid. Like in the diner. They're like in the diner and all the robots are like cooking breakfast and stuff. That was the scene I saw. Yeah, uh, it's just full of old people. Yeah. It's just old people and robots. Well, we're, yeah. we're headed towards a world where there should be... There's a lot of robots, but they're disguised. They're not like the robots we envisioned in the 80s, you know? Like we, What do you mean disguised? Like, 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 like hiding in our computers? No, and, your little self-fucking checkouts and your order of Big Mac. You're doing it from a robot. It's just a screen. All these screens are just robots, right? In a sense, it's really just a computer. Like, I don't think the McDonald's computer menu needs to have arms necessarily when it starts flipping the burgers it's around when it yeah, starts flipping like, the burgers it will need arms but like rob have you seen like a robot welder before robot welders are gnarly crazy man their arms they can just be programming their arms are just going up and down and welding shit left and right yeah that's wild stuff Oof. if there is going to be robots flipping burgers can they at least like Put like a dirty apron on it too, like a, a hairnet. Just you know, dress it up like that. Funny. Made from the Jetsons. Yeah, yeah. Make it. It's, I mean, make robots fun. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. If you're gonna have robots, make them look like robots. Don't don't disguise them. Yeah, <laughs> make them look like robots, like the ones in batteries not included. 
some people's Halloween costumes are like way over the top where they build like an entire robot exoskeleton and like they look pretty legit. It's not like the old throwing together a few cardboard boxes with aluminum foil. Actually building yourself a robot. A whole robot. And like I feel like that's you if you do it right, you can also just have this badass armor suit of robots that you can like use when society collapses. Even if it doesn't work like that, you can really intimidate people. Remember when robots were cool in the early 2000s? They had, like, Spike TV shows, Robot Wars and shit. Yeah. Put, but put a saw blade on the front of a little remote control car and drive it into another one. That's funny. Why don't they just... They need to bring that back right now. Like, sports kind of suck right now. Some of the sports are failing. That's an easy one. You just watch two robots fight each other. Yeah, I don't know why that's not making a comeback right now, Brandon. Maybe you should get out in your garage and build a robot. I'm not the one to start this. But can you imagine the technology they would have now? Like, back in the Spike TV days, it was just like, what? Yeah, one of them just, like, the the one that could flip. That's the one that won every time. That's probably why it, they had to stop doing it, because technology evolved so much that there was just, like, little kids putting bazookas on the top of RC cars. <laughs> I'm sure they had restrictions, but I remember some of them had, like, whole buzz saws and, like, flames. Oh, yeah, like chainsaws and shit. And they would just look, have big spikes on them. But, like, nothing would beat the uh, the one that would just flip them. It just looked like a dustpan floating around. And they would just go right under it in, like, ten seconds and just flip it upside down. Just a big car catcher on it, just flipping it. Like, yeah. Man. That thing was That thing was the best. It was just, like, this little fucking rodent. Skimming around. What kind of robot would you make, Tyler? I always pictured, like, if I needed to make, like, a apocalypse, end-of-the-world zombie vehicle to get away from everything, like, I would just cover it in chainsaws. So I'd probably just make, like, put a chainsaw on an RC car and then have the flipping thing like you're talking about, cow catch- okay. the, the cow well, let's catchers. Back up. Let's back up. All right, forget about robots. You want your apocalypse vehicle just to be covered in chainsaws? Yeah. How you gonna how you gonna start? You just gonna turn them all on? I guess you have to just pull start all of them at once. Probably rig up something so they all start at once. That's a lot of two stroke oil to go through too. You're right. I should rethink yeah. this plan. Yeah, like you can have a trigger system and just blast it when you need it, right? I think that's that's a lot of work. It's a lot of chainsaws. Like what are you what are you fighting okay. with this? <laughs> Is this that sounds like a zombie vehicle for sure? Yeah, like, probably zombies or like you know, crazy wildebeests. Yeah, because I think if you're fighting humans, aliens, uh, if they even just see chainsaws like revving on the side of your vehicle, they're not going to go near it. They're, yeah, that's the so, that's the whole point. And if they do, okay. they're going to get cut up by the chainsaw. It's an intimidate. It's more of an intimidation factor. Yeah, chainsaws are super intimidating. Well, in that case, you should get some fire blasting out too. So just like rev those chainsaws and just a big blast of fire. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Chainsaws and fire, man. That's, that's you might need this vehicle sooner than later, man. Like president, the presidential election is uh, tomorrow. Today's November second, and uh, this will probably be released on Wednesday. If you follow to our schedule, so we will already know who would have won. Yeah, it's true. Or or not won, or who knows what's going to happen. How can somebody because not se- win? Because it seems to be going, well, first of all, they don't think they're going to get all the votes in on election day. 
because there's so many mail-in votes right now, it's just going to kind of trickle out for a few days, like even a week, uh, before they actually have the real numbers in. Oh, so we might not know by Wednesday. Yeah, and, you know, this is, isn't uncommon. Like, most elections go through this, especially ones that are really, really close. Like, this one's going to be, you got to wait for all these votes, votes to be counted. Like, they all still count just because they're not all in on Election Day. But, of course, Trump, he's already declaring victory pretty much. And, uh, yeah, he's not going to, no matter what happens, he's just, it's, it just, it's not a good outcome. <laughs> if he loses, he's just going to say this is all set up. Like, Democrats, like, you know, they, you know. You think he's going to throw a hissy fit if he loses? That's Absolutely. He's just not going to leave the White House? He's like, I'm not leaving. You got to pull me up by the... Chin of my, my chin. And it's scary thing is, like, Biden won't be in for, like, another two months. He doesn't get in till, officially till January. Just imagine the damage Trump could do just so in it, that time period. There's just, like, a two-month limbo where he could just push the red button if he wanted to? Yeah. And, like, he's already sending, like, the word out to his boys, or the proud boys, and all these white militia groups, and they're terrifying, and... He's just, yeah, he's just going to keep sending vague messages to them to cause shit. Uh, that, like, that is terrifying, man. I, I actually already saw it on the news and stuff, like, big cities like Chicago and shit like that. They're, like, boarding up certain places. There's, like, over, like, they're expecting riots. They're expecting banks to oh, burn sure. down. And there's, the cops are all ready to go. Is that what, uh, yeah, what do you, you think that's going to happen? What do you predict? What do you, what do you predict out of all this? There will be definitely riots and things burning down. That seems to be the way of the world this year. That's just the new sport now. I think it's going to get rid of hockey and baseball and football, and it's all just going to be all about riots. Yeah. It's hot. Riots are hot right now, man. I know. It's been a good year for people who like to riot. Um, right. Well, protests. Protest. Mostly protests. Protests, protests are cool. Are... Protests need to happen. Peaceful protests, and even even stomping in a Starbucks window every once in a while. That's all right. But like when these guys just start setting fire to everything, all senseless. And it's not going to be the right people starting the riots. Whether Trump wins or loses, it's going to be a bunch of dinkheads. Yeah, it's going to be shitheads on both sides of the party, just causing trouble. It's not going to be, yeah, you're every, everyday Joe. They're just going to go home. <laughs> like, they're already at home. That, like, they're not going to be at these protests. But, you know, uh, the people who want to fight are going to be out there swinging, that's for sure. And who knows how bad it can escalate. And what happens if the other guy wins, Biden? There's still, yeah. Well, yeah, he's got, uh, he's got two months to wait till he's officially in. He's probably going to be, there's going to be like threats against his life. There's, did you see his bus getting chased down in Texas by like a, a, a caravan of just crazy uh, pickup truck drivers? Yeah. Trump supporters. That, that shit's scary, man. Like somebody's going to be assassinated, right? There hasn't been a good presidential assassination in our lifetime. Yeah, at least not since the 80s. What was it? Ronald Reagan? Was he the last to get shot? As there, and there might have been a few attempts out there. Like, uh, I don't think anyone tried to kill Bill Clinton. No. Uh, I don't think I Reagan don't think was shot. Ronald Reagan wasn't shot. Was he Nixon? He wasn't killed. Him? He was shot, though. Shot at? 
Okay. Yeah, no, he was he was hit. <laughs> I, I don't know he much about I don't know much about American politics. I don't know much about politics. That's all right. But uh well, do we yet yeah, we might have to live, you know, with the other outcome. <laughs> Trump wins. We have another 4 years of that guy. Of just terror. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Like it won't be great with Biden either. And no. he's going to adopt a whole bunch of bullshit that's going to take forever to fix anyways. Absolutely. Like no matter what, I don't think Everyone's like, oh, 2020 is almost over. We're almost to the end. That doesn't just magically erase everything. Yeah. Like, January 1st, 2021 is just another shitty year starting. And, like, people act like it's this It's this year that, like, is just bringing all this, like, destruction and collapse to America. It's like, no, it's been, it's been slowly happening for, like, decades and decades. <laughs> and, like, I'm just, like, ne- governments neglecting people essentially yeah it's just gonna get worse like hopefully we get the virus under control so that little uh that little guy can just kind of go to the side for a while because that's really throwing a loop in everyone's plans but even if even if the virus just goes away tomorrow and we have nothing else to worry about something else will come there's something else coming it's it's true it's true tyler it is something you don't want to have too much hopium People get hooked on the hopium. <laughs> Where'd you hear it. that word? Where the hell did you hear the word hopium? <laughs> okay, on a, a collapse subreddit. Of course. Uh, people love throwing around the word hope. Sheep, sheeple, and hopium. <laughs> hopium. Hopium. That's when, uh, you know, the odds are very much against us. Like opium, uh, but for with hope. Yeah, and people just don't want to give up hope, which, you know, that's that's fair, but... Well, you no, know, that's not the face reality. You know me; I'm a very optimistic person. I always trying to think the best outcome on things, you know, because I don't want to think the worst. Because I'm also thinking the worst. I just don't say the worst out loud. Yeah, but rain. I, I, I'm the I'm the opposite. I say the worst out loud. <laughs> you do, and you're very just dry about it, and it makes it terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and then you throw around words like hopium, and I'm not hooked on the hopium, but I do have hope. I, I want. It's yeah, have hopium. You just dab. You just you dabble into hopium just on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. I'm not injecting hopium. You know, I might take a little hopium if my doctor gives it to me. <laughs> uh, have they? Uh, what about gems? I know you're getting into yoga and into meditation. Have you looked into gems? I've looked into some energy theory stuff. Maybe not gems and crystals or rocks, <laughs> but there's definitely there's energies. Rocks give off energies. Don't I'm not or, uh, I'm not poo pooing anybody's things anymore, man. I'm I'm gonna listen to it all. If you're feeling better about it, then good for you. Yeah, I got I got a few uh, gems and rocks kicking around here. I don't have them out. Maybe I should get them out. Maybe I'm problem is I'm not using them correctly. No, uh, people, you know they're in, they're in big demand right now. I was reading an article, uh, like especially in America. Because things just seem so hopeless with this pandemic and the election that people are desperately seeking gems. All these people that sell gems are just selling out. So there's like... It's something to grasp to, man. Something to what? Something to grasp to, you know. Actually physically hold the rock. (laughs) Maybe that's all it is. It's just a natural stress reliever is just holding the rock, but you know. 
If you want to think that it's driving power through you and healing you, go for it, you know? No, but I I definitely, like, our brains are in control of our energy. We really are in control of our energy as much as we let other people and other things control how we feel and how we think. If you really focus on that breathing and fucking do some chanting, do some fucking deep hums and some deep exhales and inhales... You, you, you mellow out. It's not that bad. Oh, yeah. You, you don't have to tell me about breathing. You ever do the Wim Hof breathing? I think I was yeah, trying to get like you to do cold. some Wim Hof a few years back. You know, you don't have to get cold. You don't have to do that part. Like, In fact, like I haven't even been doing that. Oh, just like the fast, the just the fast breathing thing? The uh, kind, kind of. <laughs> it's similar. It's like kind of cut it in half. So it's more like... And, uh, yeah, you make them really breathe it? through the nose, out through the mouth. I was doing one today. There was one I was doing today. It was, uh, it was, hum, 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 I was doing, that was the one I was doing today with the yoga session I did today. It was, it was like, huh, ha, he, ha. Or something. I can't. I have to. I have to listen. I thought yoga was stretches on a floor. Uh, There's that too. I was doing. I was doing that while I was stretching, and it just a, it focuses your breathing. If you got some sort of mantra or a chant or something, I don't know. I like it's it. Gibberish. Okay? Go 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 with the gibberish. I'd I'd prefer just to say gibberish and some just cheesy soulful like soulful mantra. I wasn't doing it right. Gubagibe, gabaduba. It works, and if it works for you, do it. And it works for me. I had, a, I had, a, I felt great. You know, I remember when I was living in Kitchener uh, with my girlfriend Dorothy. She took me to a meditation class. It was a mantra meditation class. I didn't know what it was. Um, I thought we were just going to sit quietly in a room, but we did have to sit there and basically res- recite this like crazy long poem. Yeah, I, was, I, like- I don't know in Sanskrit. It was, it was in some crazy language. And like they even gave us like cards to read along, and it was I'm, it was bizarre to me. I just sat there and listened. I let every. It was kind of trippy, because everyone else around me was chanting. I just listened. Uh, oh man, if you start listening to like some crazy chanting stuff, oh, fuck, like the ums and the ahs, they just they really fucking start resonating, and yeah. um, it helps you. Yeah, it helps you it. breathe and it helps you meditate. Like I don't know. I always thought you were you were more like open to into all this stuff. And, and I am. I'm. I'm definitely open. You seem so skeptical and and. It's good to be skeptical. Pessimistic about pessimistic about it, and you, you know, I, you, you have to see it. it you see it, it, you I see, see it as silliness. I see it as hilarious. Yeah, I do see that it's silly and hilarious. But I, I do think there's something to it. Like I'm not. I don't have a both feet in. I got one foot in, one foot out, and like. I'm curious. When I was, you know, when I went to Australia, me and Dorothy, we, the first woman we stayed with was a devout Buddhist, and she had a yurt that was, uh, you know, had a Buddha in it, and she had sound bowls. Okay, and I love booty. Oh yeah, the sound bowls. Yeah, it's it like it's cool. like a drum kit. It's like the semicircle of all these different sized sound bowls, and she'd get up there with like this crystal pillar stick, like this yeah, that shit's crystal cool. drumstick, and just kind of spin it. And it was wild. We would just lay there in the center of the room, stretched out, and she would play this, and you would feel it. 
like in the center of your chest. You just feel it in the center of your brain, and you just feel these waves moving through you. It was crazy. Yeah, I love that shit. I love it. And yeah, she'd have people over all the time. Like she'd do classes. We did it with a dog once. These people brought their dog. <laughs> uh, the first time I went to like a actual yoga studio setting um, was after one of my testicle surgeries. My second testicle. Okay. What do you mean a yoga studio setting? Like, Just like a big open wooden floor with mirrors on the wall. Yeah, because, like, I've, I, anytime I've done yoga or stuff, I just do it by myself and throw on a YouTube video and shut my eyes and follow along or whatever. But, yeah. like, when we, I was, I was living in Toronto, we were living in Toronto, and I went through a couple testicle surgeries. So then after my second one, I was like, um, I'm going to, in testicle surgeries, they had a hydrocele, which is a big fluid sac, and then it drained. Ugh. We don't have we don't have to get into it, and then it filled pop back up. Pop a water balloon full of pudding, and then, it, and then it filled back up again. Yep. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I you know, it's you, a long story. You it's know, a, I could do ten minutes. You know, of go material. see Tyler live at uh, <laughs> uh, comedy one night, and he'll tell you the whole story. I haven't done those jokes in years, but yeah, it is the size of a basketball. So you had to do testicle surgery yoga no Were these like things I, they, they I, specifically I, told you you had to do no i looked into like i was like i'll do some uh, restorative yoga you know because i just had surgery and i want to feel better and yeah. um so i went to a studio with my girlfriend at the time and we went to the studio just around the corner from our house and when we got there and we went inside and the entire class was just hugging pillows <laughs> Uh, that's all we did was just hug pillows i loved it and i loved it was the room was dark and they gave you like all these different styles of pillows some were bigger some were smaller different shapes and sizes right and you didn't bring your own pillow you got to use the the community pillow i didn't think about that in covid world restorative yoga places are probably uh I don't know. Restorative, okay. Yeah, look maybe at you just stumbled in. Up. Maybe you stumbled into the wrong, the wrong place. No, it was the right place. <laughs> um, okay. They had like different shapes of pillows and stuff, and they just like told you they each pose <laughs> was like a different way to hug the different style of pillow. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> sounds like this is a course for trauma, like people that lost. <laughs> no, it wasn't like weird or anything. It was just, it was. Just yeah, a, it definitely doesn't sound weird. <laughs> all like we said earlier, all yoga and shit's weird. Like, but uh, I really enjoyed it, and I wanted to keep doing it, but I only did it the one time, and then. Um, I've looked well, up, I've looked up YouTube videos on the same thing, and you can just do it with a pillow you have at home. <laughs> well, Tyler, I actually do that every night. That's how I sleep. I gotta double up the pillow. One to put my head on, and one to hug. But it's it's more for like it just aligns my shoulders and back better when I sleep. Sure, it does. Like it, I I probably look adorable just hugging a pillow, but it helps my back. Well. Maybe you should look into some restorative yoga and do it while you're consciously awake and working on your breathing at the same and with time. With other people, yeah, and just it, hug pillows around other people who are hugging pillows. Everyone in the class was like over sixty. <laughs> okay, but uh, no, that, I don't know. I've been trying different ones. I, I, whatever I'm feeling, kind of on the day or every other day. Um, the one I did today was cool. It was all 
fucking upper body shit and then doing those noises I was trying to do. But... <laughs> I don't know. I, Your dad I, just yelling at you, keep it down. <laughs> I do it when no one's home. Oh. <laughs> I can't disturb anyone. But well, anyway, Tyler, did you have a fun Halloween? It was a blue moon. It was a full moon. Yeah, it do, was. Do you, do you believe in that, too? Does that go along with our gem talk and believing in new age hippy-dippy? Well, it's kind of cool that... Um, like, it was actually a blue moon. It was giving off, like, a blue hue to it. Like, the light around everything was blue, right? I'm not crazy. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's a blue moon because of the color, necessarily. I think most full moons are, are blue if the night is, is clear. Yeah, but you... Yeah, that's true. Because you're cutting a lot of light through a lot of darkness. It's going to come up in the blue... It's going to come out in the blues, you're right. It just means it's the second full moon in one month. So there was a full moon earlier in the month. I don't know, maybe we just get once a month, but it was re- got one. It was really full. Oh, is that, that's where that old saying, once in a blue moon, comes from, eh? Yeah. I was, uh, I was actually camping. Me and a girlfriend went down to Peely Point. Jesus. Halloween, we were walking the beach at night, and we were camping in these cabins. And there's a surprising amount of kids there. Like, you'd think they'd want to be home trick-or-treating, but, like, I guess that's probably a better choice. They aren't supposed to this year because of the COVID. I know. But I'm like, damn it. And, like, I I love Halloween because I love scaring people, and I really wish I brought a mask with me just to scare the hell out of these kids. Just stand in dark corners. It's traumatized children, Brandon. Yeah, man, that's what Halloween's all about. I don't know. I've never been a big fan of the holiday because of that reason. I don't. Like I, I know you don't like getting scared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. I when I was staying in Australia, working at this resort up on this mountain, and I had the night off from the restaurant, and there's these kids outside because I lived right beside the restaurant above this general store. And these kids outside playing hide and seek and just screaming and yelling the whole time. They're really annoying the shit out of me. It's nighttime, so I'm like. Okay, I can't watch TV. All I can hear is these kids. So I, I put on this big dark hood, big black hooded jacket, and I just went downstairs. And I kept seeing this kid hide in the same spot, so under this tree. So I went and stood beside the tree and, and just waited for him to come back. And sure enough, he came running around the corner, almost ran into me, looked at me like with initial shock, like a big jump. And he's like, wait, hello? And he just, like, jumped back again and went, oh, and just ran off. And he just started yelling, the highwayman, I saw the highwayman. <laughs> You're the like, highwayman. Who the hell's the highwayman? Some Australian urban legend. That's funny. But no, I scared the shit out of that kid. <laughs> I didn't see him the rest of the night. Well, he'll probably bring it up to his therapist 30 years down the road. <laughs> Hopefully. It wasn't even Halloween, it was, but, you know, had to be done. But I don't, I got a kick out of it. Uh, I used to do that when I was a kid. I used to come home early so I could hide in the bushes in front of my house and scare other trick-or-treaters. Yeah, that's a good game to play. Yeah. Is this healthy behavior? (laughs) (laughs) Driving fear into people? I do it on the right day. It's not like I'm just picking a Saturday in June to (laughs) 
Just terrify yeah. someone? Yeah, it's like some people do that, and that's like that's fucked up. I get it. You want to go play a prank on somebody, but when you're just like dressing up like a clown, remember when clowns were just hanging out in random places on the side of the road and shit? In the middle yeah, of it happened this year. In the middle of like There's one in London. Yeah, yeah. There was. He's got one. really good makeup. It's terrifying. It's just like. I get it. You're fucked up. You probably got some trauma you gotta deal with. You should probably be fucking listening to some crystal bowls. Doing some <laughs> yoga. Is that the is that a new pop band? Crystal bowls? If it's not, I'll start it. <laughs> but okay. no, those, those sound bowls are fucking sweet. I wanna I wanna, I don't know, maybe I should get one. I don't think they cost too much. You I've, can just get one. Just I've never, one. I've never had rhythm enough to play an instrument. It's not. You literally just like, it's like yeah, ringing just, around with like a pen. You yeah, just like you just hit it, drag like, it along the edge, like doing the wine glass thing with your finger, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it slowly picks up a vibration. And you just, yeah, you you feel it. All right, I'm gonna get but, into sound therapy. Clear my anyways, clear my ears you, uh, out. So did you see in the news there, uh, in Quebec, Quebec City, uh, there was a, a stabbing on Halloween night down in the old city, yeah, like down in the, like the old part of the city like where old it was Montreal. like a wall, old buildings. Okay. Uh, a guy dressed uh, in complete medieval getup, like he had like the, what do you call it, like the chain, chain metal. Chain, like, chain meal? Chain meal? Chain, Chain meal, meal, chain meal. <laughs> you know, he had shoulder. I don't know. Basically, they didn't describe exactly. But he had full armor on and a cantana sword. Uh, this guy just let loose. He killed two people and severely injured five other people with a sword. Yeah, at complete random on Halloween too. So you can imagine this guy just walking around. Everybody like taking pictures of him. Like, oh, people probably look thought at that. people probably thought it was a fake sword. I know, like like a doll, like a dollar store plastic sword. Like you used to get camp easy every year. Yeah, but you can get cantana swords. You can get you can go to a bon, go to a head shop. You can get cantana swords. Are those like the ones that like new metal guys hang up in their in their rave dens? Yeah, they're like the samurai swords. They're like really long, and you just hang from your side. Right next That's to what the, this guy had. Right next to their lava lamp and their electric fucking ball lights. Yeah. So, but this so this guy's got one of these cantana things. He's just jacking people and running around the streets. See, I used to go there when I was a tour guide. Stay at the hostel right in the center of the city. Yeah, I know. So the I'm area. looking at the map of all the uh, the attacks, and it's just like everywhere I've been. It was just so wild to think about. But, like, the same thing I say, like, I was talking about, you know, I choose to scare people on Halloween. This guy chooses to dress up and just murder people on Halloween. He's, he, no wonder he got away with so many attacks because, you know, stab, stab, you walk away and you're just in a weird Halloween costume, right? Are you saying it's a good plan? No, but he thought it was. Yeah. He traveled all the way from Montreal to apparently this guy. I thought you said it happened in Montreal. No, it was Quebec City. Oh, okay. Obviously, he had the idea of doing this. I don't think any of the victims were were targeted in any way. I think it was completely random. Right. But they it took him... Just a psychopath with a sword. Yeah, so it took him two hours. They found him at the, the port. 
some po- s- terrified security guy walked out to this j- guy with a big sword just standing in the port in the dark. He, so they call the cops and they pick him up. But, like, can you imagine? It, I mean, all of a sudden there's just, like, one guy on the force with a sword. <laughs> like some Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I was like, get Pierre. We have a man with a sword. <laughs> like a <laughs> He's got to fight him with a sword. And He's just got a full-out sword battle. Oh, that's a, you should write that movie. That's a great fucking Van Damme movie. Yeah, Quebec City sword fights. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, fuck. That'd be perfect. You got to get him but, sued, uh, man. He's getting old. But this guy's clearly insane. Um, yeah. Full moon, man. <laughs> All the crazies come out. Start stabbing. Is Jean-Claude even still alive? We would have. Pretty sure he's still alive. We would know. Last I saw of him, he was doing the splits between two moving vehicles. Yeah, that was. I remember that. Yeah, we would know if John, if John Claude. But you know who did die? Sean Connery. I guess that's. I guess that's a segue. That's a segue. (laughs) Not not much. I don't have that much to say about Sean Connery. He was great. It's fun to try and talk like Sean Connery sometimes. I used to have a good Sean Connery impression when I worked at the shoe store. (laughs) <laughs> why? Um, Sean Connery <laughs> Buying you, why shoes did... Shoes Shoes with Sean Connery <laughs> <laughs> Did you just help customers with that? No I, I, I worked in the back Just carrying boxes For this crazy shoe guy uh, <laughs> You know all about it But yeah. uh, I used to have a good Now I, uh, uh, Welcome to the rock <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, terrible. Escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> Other Sean Connery movies. Indiana Jones. Indy. Okay, we're done with the Sean Connery. Oh, yeah, John Claude is only 60 years old. We got lots of time to make that John Claude Van Damme movie. Okay, I'm glad you're getting it down now. We should, we should probably reach out to him first. He might, he might have some notes. He might know the right people. Hey, John Claude, you want to play a sword fighter in Montreal? Yeah, you could either play the killer, or you could play the cop. You could probably, you'll probably play the cop. Definitely play the cop. Yeah, you know he's got to play the cop. Who should play the uh, the killer? Probably you. The medieval. I'm not an actor. (laughs) (laughs) You need someone. What you want, John Heater, Napoleon Dynamite? That actor. He kind of looks like me. No, I don't want that guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. But I definitely Van Dam for uh, for the cop. <laughs> okay. Um, Tyler, we're uh, we're gonna head into our main subject because that that's a great transition. <laughs> John you know what? Cla- John Claude Van Dam wasn't our main subject. Fine. Uh, no, maybe uh, next week. Uh, remember that movie where he beats up the guy in the penguins? Are we just going to talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme now? I'll watch clips after. I'll wait. I'll watch clips after yeah, the show. You're, you're opening links right now. You're just like, <laughs> I, need, I need inspiration. Speaking of kicking ass, we're going to talk about plastic. <laughs> yeah. Terrible transition. No, pla- no for, plastic. Forget that transition. Uh, enter new transition now. We're going to talk about plastic, 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 plastic. Good one. <laughs> Uh, pla- plastic's been killing us for years, Brandon. Why Has did it? Why did we even create that thing? Plastic. Uh, yeah. it's a long story, and uh, if you haven't noticed, everything around you is made of plastic. It's made of synthetic polymers, and without it, if everything you know, 
if we lived in a magical world where you could say, get rid of all plastics and polymers, everything around you, Tyler, would just disappear. You might even become naked. You might be naked. Really? Sitting in an empty wooden the carpet. Yeah, like, like your, your computer, your phone. You know, if you live on this planet, everything's plastic. Plastic is everywhere. And it's become so entrenched with our lives. And it has nowhere to go. And, you know, it, it has consequences yet that scientists don't quite understand. So we don't know the full damage yet of what plastic's doing. But we do know it's fucking everywhere. And it's starting to ruin this planet. And, and we're not talking about just two-liter pop bottles either. Like, microplastic in everything. Yeah, yeah. it's microplastics just building up over decades and decades and just being consumed by all kinds of creatures from the ocean and birds and, you know, land creatures. Yeah. Just moving its way up the food chain. And it's in us. And, you know, we don't know what's, what's going to happen. But, you know, plastic's got a, has a long history and it kind of changed the world in, in a way. You know, be, you know, before plastic, you know, they didn't have many options for, like, packaging and, you know, everything was metal and wood. Yeah. But it wasn't until, like, the early 1900s when they really started creating different synthetic polymers is the, the proper word for it. You know, the hard, they would use it for coding on technology and cars. Just, it started light. Like, we didn't get, like, the crazy plastic-wrapped everything for quite yet. But the introduction of plastics really made a huge difference what year in the was world. It, what year was that? It was, like, the early 1900s. Early 1900s. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they invented... Uh, Different different synthetic forms, but they were getting a, a lot of these plastic polymers from like natural sources. They're getting it from plants. That's what I was going to say. Material. Like using like tree gum and stuff. Like tree gum, yeah, and uh, hemp. And hemp was an early. A lot of people use hemp early on. A lot of sap. <laughs> Not so much. Yeah, maybe there's some sap in there too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they would use these and basically synthetically create them. Pine tar. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep shooting. <laughs> you know, it's great because it would be resistant against uh, uh, natural forces and it wouldn't break down. So this is great for things like use, using technology, using vehicles, and, you know, going through the 30s and 40s and 50s. That's when they start putting it in the packaging. They start creating bags. This is when they get into the world of, like, Non-reusable plastic. Well, you know, they saw use plastics. They saw it as a replacement for tin, right? Because everything used to come in a tin. Yeah, and everything was in a tin. The cost uh, of metal is metal's pretty expensive when you can, you know, you're making tin, yeah. you're making everything out of tin. Yeah, and I think it was really the tra- it was like the transition of uh, when they started using fossil fuels to create the plastic. So using like natural gas and petroleum. And breaking that down through several stages, it's like that's the craziest thing too. Is like the steps it takes to make plastic, like the amount of energy and waste and chemicals just pumped into the air, and the amount of facilities it has to go through before it's like just to make it, like yeah, yeah. like from pumping the fossil fuels out of the ground, you know, they just render that down and they continue breaking it down at a chemical level. 
until they're able to make this polymer and they make the until they're these tiny little pellets that they you know any manufacturer can just that's mold so, into whatever that's so it's so fucked up that like humans have now created this thing that is everywhere you look like look yeah. around the room you're in right now there is plastic everywhere and in the last 100 years we've done that you know like yeah. like before you look around there's there's wood everywhere everything's made of trees making things out of wood you know <laughs> yeah we should metals be. we find metals in the ground in the moon we just found yeah. metals in the moon metals <laughs> can be repurposed and reused like plastics yeah. like break down like they can be recycled but it, they really only have a short life cycle but like that's such an asshole human thing to do be like no we need our thing let's make it let's make our glasses out of it our printers out of it or everything yeah, out you of know it. it started as a good thing because you you're able to create so much with it so easily and so cheaply and you're able to manipulate it to the point where you can make clothing out of it and just you know like you said it's it's in absolutely everything around us so that increases with population but that's the fucked as up with part. everything else that's the fucked so up as part. there's more and more humans just being pumped into the world like you need to create more plastics to, so there's here here's some numbers for you so for the last hundred years since plastic has started we've created 8,300 billion tons of it. 8,300 billion tons. Yeah. So if you were able to collect all of that, you would be able to turn it into a cube. (laughs) The cube would be about 1.9 kilometers across, like in in height and like across. Right, like a cube. I know what a cube is, Brandon. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Same length and depth and width and height. And because this is created to withstand the elements, it, it takes 500 to 1,000 years to even break down, for nature to just take its course and break it down. And that's the fucked up thing that is now in our fish. That ca- yeah. th- Those cans of fucking tuna that you're eating are full of microplastics. Even the freshwater fish, not as much, but even freshwater fish in our lakes, they're being born with plastic in them, yeah. in the well, oceans. Just- Everything we eat, almost everything we eat has, has microplastics in it now. Everything they test, even like salt, <laughs> Some salt is getting microplastics in it. Yeah. But it's like I said, it starts low in the food chain because these microplastics are so small. So it starts with plankton. Might as well like just chew it. on this plastic ruler. And cr- yeah, tiny <laughs> little things. And then fish eat those, multiple ones of those. And then it gets multiple amounts of plastic in it then bigger fish eat that birds eat that so how Bam. long how long until it's just a part of our dna I, I don't know i don't know if it's even capable of jacking our dna because like polymers like are naturally occurring in nature it's, it's essentially linking up of cells to create a wall so our skin is polymer the skin around our our each individual cell is a form of polymer. You on the funniest face of you. Yeah, our DNA is made up of polymer. I so, can't hear what you're saying. So I don't know if this synthetic plastic um, can actually, you plastics. know, mess with our DNA. It could. Here's it could cause cancer. Plastic. Fuck it. It's everywhere. We did that, humans. I know, and that's the problem. We're doomed. Brandon's and doomed. It's almost We're impossible. The plastic guts to, ate to backtrack. Him. Oh. We lost connection. I'm gonna hang up and try to call him back.
plastic internet. It's 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 plastic internet. Hard Target. That's a great movie. Of course, Bloodsport. Hard Target. Well, uh, I don't know where I was before we got cut off, but uh, basically, I want to say recycling is a goddamn lie. At least recycling paper. Or At least no. it's put in one place. It not yeah, recycling is a lie when it comes to plastic. Uh, mostly plastic. A lot of recycling is kind of a joke. And they, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. People just, you know, you throw your water bottle in the trash, your newspaper and in the recycling, and you, you don't think about where it goes. And it's just this horrible, laborious process of just pushing this bottle around. And, like, it very rarely actually ends up in a place where it is recycled and repurposed. Mostly it just floats around in landfills. Or get shipped to another country to like, just sit in like a a shipping container for years. Yeah. And it's it's starting to get like out of control. And like it was, because for years everyone's been told since like the seventies they're just like, put your plastic in the blue bin and we'll take it and put it to the recycling plant, and repurpose it. And like, they just been you know they've been feeding that to us our whole lives, you know, there's all these, like, we have separate blue bins now. It's very specific. Wait, you're saying that's not what actually happens? No, like, it, 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 it does go through some process of recycling, but it's, it's, it's so shoddy. <laughs> and, like, it just, like, it separates, just, like... Just a bunch of sketchy guys that don't care, like, ah! No, it's literally piles of garbage coming down, and they have to separate it as fast as they can, just, like, paper, plastic, whatever... So much of it just gets thrown away because of food contamination. Yeah. Just goes so it just goes to the landfill. Yeah. Or like gets lost along the way. Like the amount of trash it just plastics just, just thrown out and like like meant to be like recycled, just being dumped again in a landfill or like dumped in the ocean. Yeah, you're really not doing your part by recycling. It's about not using, you know. Uh, the yeah. less and less that you can personally use, like the last year or two or more, I've been doing jars a lot of the time. But a lot of this shit... <laughs> everything, lot, everything in a jar. Lot, look, there's, two, there's three jars. And there's jars everywhere. My, my, fam, <laughs> my sister's doing it. My family does it. There's jars. Another jar over here. So you know, you're just eating spaghetti out of jars. Just, just full on jars. But a lot of the shit you buy, unless you're going to a box store, some sort of box store shit, you're buying it in the plastic and then putting it in the jar and just tossing up the plastic anyway. Well, you can, but you I can feel bring better your jars it. to the bulk store, go to the no, bulk No, that's what I do. That's what I do. I bring the jars to places like that. Yeah. But since COVID, but you yeah. can't go to those places. But, but Tyler, we're at a place with the plastic use in the world that is just, it's out of control and there's really... Not much. You know, there's, there are, you know, trying to get rid of straws and bags and stuff like that. Like, that's a start, but, like, that's only some, that's a small portion of the world doing it. Like, there's huge portions of the world where people just treat it 
garbage like it's nothing. They just throw it in the ocean. Like, when I went to Bali, like, I couldn't believe the amount of trash I saw. Everywhere, even in pristine jungles, it's just trash. Yeah. And, like, my head is thinking, I'm like, oh, there's so many damn tourists on this island. They have nowhere to put the trash, and people are trashing it. But my tour guide was just like, no, it's just people on this island are ignorant about garbage, and they just throw it out their window, and everything's wrapped in plastic there. And they don't... Like, uh, double wrapped. And those country, a lot of countries don't have the... Uh, just the sanitation programs that we do and stuff where there's an actual dump to put it in one place. So it's like just throw it in your backyard, you know, or over the, just or, goes everywhere. The high, over the side of the highway and shit. So like there's all yeah. these pristine places that are beautiful touristy lo- like locations like Bali and shit. And then you just turn your fucking head to the right and it's fucking trash everywhere. Yeah, like, like I couldn't like I when I went to the beach in uh, Densapar, like the, the main city. Like, from afar, it looked beautiful, but you start walking, and just plastic all through the sand. And then these big waves, people are out there surfing. You walk over the the edge of the water, and you look in. It's just garbage everywhere. And, like, it's... it's And that's just one tiny island. This is happening in huge quantities all all over the world, different parts of the world. Even countries who are claiming that they're all... We're just trying to do better. Like, Canada... In the UK and uh, the US and Australia, a lot of times will ship their garbage yep. other places that will cheaply recycle it or just burn or it. Burn it into the atmosphere. Or pile it up. Pile it up in these tiny little islands of just garbage. And that's the thing. We fucking created this thing and it now it's floating through space. Any plastic found on any other planet is from us. This whole we have to accept that plastic is a part of our ecosystem on Earth now. We're not getting rid of it. Even if you stopped right now, you shut down all the plastic plants. Oh, it's 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 around forever unless nature really takes a turn and starts finding a way to decompose it much quicker. And which is something science is actually working on. Like they've created microbes that have like been shown to break down plastics. And like, like separate it at a, like a cellular level and just shit it out again. <laughs> and like, uh, we're gonna at least. Sorry, go ahead. But uh, yeah, as far as getting rid of it, like that's literally the only way to do it is to break it down at its cellular level. Unless you want to burn it all and completely ruin and, and pollute our atmosphere. Well, that's the thing. Like nature is going to adapt. It's going to evolve. So hopefully, you know. Plastic eating bugs are just a thing. <laughs> There's just bugs going around eating plastic. I know, like right, yeah. They're animals are eating a lot of plastic right now, and a lot of them are dying from it. But are they gonna get used to it? Yeah, gonna, it's just part of their diet. That's what I mean, it might become part of our DNA. Like it's they're in us. We got we got plastic in us, Tyler. If we got, uh, we've said it before in the podcast. We got a credit card's worth of plastic in us. That's fucked. At least by this point in our lives. Oh, I've swallowed it. Just enough, from the... Uh, f- this isn't you chewing on Lego pieces <laughs> as a kid. This is like... This is the food you eat and the water you drink and the air you breathe. Carries so much small, tiny parts of plastic that it just... It's... We're, we're, it's part of us. Yeah. I don't know where it is in the body. I just, Everywhere. Is it flowing it, in our blood? It's is it just... Yeah, it's in your... Chunks? It's just... 
it's yeah in your bloodstream it's in your liver and your kidneys and i don't think any sci-fi things are going to happen like we're going to become these half plastic people i think it's just going to poison us and give us cancer <laughs> that's what i think it's going to until do. we evolve to adapt um it's probably yeah going to create illness in humans until it doesn't anymore because that seems to be the way poison the environment yeah so you know what yeah so the message out there is really just you know do your part as you can as much as you can just down downplay your plastic use you know it's it it takes a lot of people to really make a difference but you can just make a difference for yourself and and it's just easier it's you have one bottle you can have your name on it and shit put a cool sticker on it yeah and it's and uh i got i got a few of them laying around well i think we'll be all right yeah, as far as plastic as a, a doom threat level, uh, I don't think it's going to kill us. We don't know the, the full implications yet of what all these microplastics are doing in our bodies, but, you know, it, it could be bad, but we're okay. Well, what are you going to do about it? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Keep eating plastic. <laughs> just build up a tolerance, just, like, willingly eat plastic. Yeah. Like just chew, just chew on a plastic spoon it, for a day. It has helped a lot too, though. There's a lot people have used plastic for some good things. Absolutely, people make artificial there's, limbs and shit out of plastic. That is it. There's so there's so much good. You know, we can we can really create a society society where we can choose the the you know the ethical ways to use plastic and the the correct ways and stop using it in these wasteful manners. With, like, shitty forks and spoons and cups and shit like that. Yeah. You know, you go back to metal. Bring everything. You know, the idea of just having to bring your own stuff, too. Like, carry your own utensils and a mug. Like, I have all that stuff. Look, right beside me. I don't know why it's here. Like, I have a little bag with, like, carry your own utensils. But do I do it? No. But, like... Just use your... I should. Just use your utensils you were born with. But, like, that would be cool if everyone did that, you know, because, yeah, like, everyone would have, like, cool utility belts because you'd have, like, mugs and you just look like a crazy, uh, like, gold gold miner from, like, the 1800s. Yeah, you should probably... Just, like, pots and pans and cups hanging off of you. Yeah, if we, yeah, we would have to carry a lot more with you. That's why those old prospector miners that you're talking about had a frying pan hanging from their hip because yeah. they're not getting a steak sandwich from the guy on the corner. And honestly, like this is uh, like uh, we've talked about the su- the green supervillain, this horrible green dictatorship that would is just all about saving the planet. That would be something they would have to implement, of just like one day just taking away all the cups and plastic forks and shit. Like bring your own. <laughs> it's like if you forget, too bad. Yeah. You have to drink your Pepsi with. You just have to cup your hands and get the Pepsi that way. <laughs> oh, I've done that before at a fountain pot machine. Like, yeah, you would, you know, uh, corporate world would just be destroyed by this. But, you know, who cares? It was a, They'll have to adapt. Yeah, no, it was that rush of efficiency, you know. If we can get things quicker by making them out of plastic, we can make more money. Oh, greed won again. Fucking greed wins every time. <laughs> God damn big, greed. Big green monster, big greed monster. Speaking of green things, tell me an alien story, Brandon. All right. You know what, Tyler? It's been a while. 
Uh, I misplaced the book for a while, but here it is. The Field Guide to Extraterrestrials in my hands again. Woohoo, I've missed it. So, we're, as we do, we're going to skip to a random page, and it's going to talk about a fun alien sighting. Oh, done that one. Okay. Here we go. Oh, um, have we done the short guy holding the box with a light? I don't believe so. Um, this one seems interesting. Okay, yeah. This guy's uh, in the humano- humanoid category. He's a short dude, three feet. They're always three feet tall. Um, his distinguishing characteristic, he's got a hook nose and a cone helmet. So, what do you picture there? Here, let me show uh, you a, a gnome, a garden gnome. Yeah. Yeah. A little elf. A, a yeah, big, guy actually like, big for an elf if he's three foot. Three foot tall elf-like character. Very small guy. Dwarf? Very thin, long can, nose. Can we say dwarf still? I wouldn't say dwarf, not in the human sense. Like a human dwarf is normally kind of thick, <laughs> just like bigger features but short. But what, in a mi- like what, someone a, like what about s- in a mystical fairy tale sense? Can we say dwarf? <laughs> it, I don't I still don't I, I, I think that still applies I think dwarves in the fantasy world are these chunky bastards and okay, he, he is, is a, an he's more slender so he is more elf like elf or even maybe definitely an elf might even be a smurf he's got high boots he's got a tall hat and he's got big long gloves and he's holding a uh, a cube some kind of light so that's the best description I could do with this guy he was spotted January 7th 1970 in uh, McKelly, Finland. It's a Finnish elf here. So Vilo, a 38-year-old farmer, and, and Henuen, a 36-year-old forester, had been skiing. At 4.45 in the afternoon, they paused in a glade when they heard a buzzing sound and saw a bright light in the sky. Suddenly the light was enveloped in a reddish-gray mist or cloud, the top of which emitted puffs of smoke. All right, so we, we got like an Independence Day-like... Uh, like the movie, remember where the clouds are coming in, all scary-like? Close encounters of the third kind, same. As a cloud descended, the witnesses noticed that inside was a round metallic object about nine feet in diameter. On its bottom, there were three hemispheres and a central tube. When the buzzing increased, the cloud disappeared, and the object descended to about ten feet above the ground. A light beam then emerged from the central tube, illuminating a three-foot circle in the snow below. Hennewin felt as if someone was grabbing his waist and pulling him backwards. So we stepped back and a step and saw a creature appear in the light beam. Okay, so this is the creature. This is the elf. He's showing up. So he <laughs> he jumps down the tube like Super Mario, and now he's just suddenly there staring at him. The creature is about three feet tall, had a narrow slanting shoulders, thin arms and legs. It had a pale waxy face, small eyes, a curious hook nose, does that mean it was shaped like a question mark? In small ears, it narrowed toward the head. Definitely an elf. Yeah. The, cre- <laughs> the creature wore light green overalls, darker green boots, and stretched above the knees, and white gloves that reached above the elbows. Its claw-like fingers held a black box with a round opening that emitted a, a bright pulsating yellow light. On its head was a shiny conical helmet. So that was a, that was a solid description. <laughs> I basically did the same one. So as the creature pointed, the box is opening to... <laughs> the box is opening. Oh, I'm immature. As the creature pointed, the box is opening toward Harrenin. 
A thick reddish-gray mist descended from the object. Large sparks, four inches long and colored red, green, and purple, emerged from the illuminated circle above the snow. Who wrote this book? Was this, was this guy just, like, like metal grinding a, a, a metal <laughs> cube in the wintertime? And this, this guy's just tripping he, balls? He had a box of... He had some kind of box of sparks going on. That would be a big light, yeah, if he had a welder going in a little cubicle. There's a little elf, dude. He's got got something fun in the box, that's all I know. But soon the mist became so thick that the two witnesses could no longer see each other or the creature standing just nine feet away. Finally, the light beam seemed to retract back into the tube. The mist broke, and there above above them cleared. Hennenden felt that his right side had become numb. When he tried to take a step forward on his skis, he fell. Well, everyone falls on skis when you're standing still. It's, it's unnatural. I've never been able to ski. He abandoned his skis and, with Vila's help, returned to the cottage belonging to Hen and his parents. There he felt increasingly ill. He had a headache, difficulty breathing, body pains, vomiting, loss of memory, and, and urine as black as coffee. Wow. He continued to feel ill for months. So whatever this elf showed him... And his crazy box of tricks. It sounded like he was radioactive. Yeah, <laughs> like, and just ruined his liver and kidneys if he's pissing coffee. Yeah, what a dick. Like, this this thing just, like, comes down from the sky, jumps through the tube like Super Mario, and just like, ha-ha. It's <laughs> like, I've ruined your life. Well, See you later. Like, I've had, a, I've had a wild whiskey night, and my piss has been dark the next day, but... Like, <laughs> apple cider, but... Not coffee. Anyways, these guys, yeah, they they suffered ailments for years. You know, they had they they had scars, like red, puffy faces for like years going ahead because of radiation poisoning. You know, the doctors who examined them, like they had no idea what happened to them, but they were in absolute, they were in shock basically, and they had like PTSD from <laughs> this freaking elf just showing up. What a dick. Wow. Just blasting his light. Must have been like, a powerful uh, light. You know, what What do you think it did? What do you think this box was? Uh, it basically emitted a mist and a bunch of sparks and orbs. Yeah, some form of energy, obviously not from this dimension or planet. Um, and definitely something that wasn't really uh, ready for the human body to take. Like if his organs started shutting down and... It sounds like there was a lot of medical complications after this. Yeah. It's very scary. Because <laughs> you don't think about that when you're, if you're going to interact with an alien or an elf or a creature from another mystic world or dimension or planet. You don't think, like, you know, maybe they're going to get you sick. Well, now that we've got this COVID pandemic going around, I think that's happening on our planet. You know, if you interact with something from another planet, you might get sick. And it sounds like this guy got really sick. His organs started shutting down. And yeah, this alien might have meant well. Maybe maybe this was a good thing in his planet. Maybe it's just yeah, like, yeah. this is going to give you all the knowledge in the universe. Here you go. And they just gave him radiation poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Or, it, or he had some, like, sort of radiation. The elf had some sort of radiation device inside the box that kind of leaked out and he's like ah shit that wasn't you know we know how bad (laughs) chemotherapy and shit is you don't know what elves are doing yeah just be careful of those radiation boxes don't trust an elf probably just some Uh, crazy crazy elf microwave he's like let me make you a hot pocket 
and his microwave <laughs> explodes, and then he gets this guy sick with his crazy microwave from another dimension. <laughs> hey, Tyler, how does the microwave work? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I especially don't know how microwaves from other dimensions work. I don't know. Maybe that's all right. Maybe, I won't bug you. I'll leave you alone. We, maybe the elf was. We don't, we don't. Uh, maybe the elf was a time cop. Maybe, maybe it was. Anyways, that's a Van Damme movie. Uh, I'm starting to believe in elves more and more. Remember time cop because uh, it is 2020. But uh, you know what? It was a fun episode. Uh, I think uh, we're just gonna have to live with plastics as we have our whole lives. I think so. And uh, it's a part of us. Though. No, you can still recycle if it makes you feel better. <laughs> recycle. Go for it. We're doomed. It's not making a difference. We're doomed. It's a part of us now. We're doomed, folks. But, I don't know. Go watch Time Cop. Sudden sudden Impact. Any Van Damme classic. Bloodsport. Yeah, that's a classic. Even The Expendables. <laughs> sure. You get a whole array of old actors. What's that other one? Oh, that, uh, what's that one? Hard Target. Ever see Hard Target? No. That's a good one. I'm gonna go watch some Van Damme movies. <laughs> it's, been a, do that. it's been a while. It's been a few years. You do that. Okay, thanks for listening, folks. Okay, we're doomed.